preparing for this retreat, uh, I gave a lot of thought to uh, not just what we're doing, but why we're doing it, why we're here. Uh, you could ask yourself, uh, perhaps as I'm speaking now, <laughs> something like, why do you care what I say? You know, why are you here? What, what draws you uh, uh, to the Dhamma at all? We can talk about as we go forward what might draw you to insight dialogue or to meditation of any kind. I also uh, wonder about this purpose and how it fits with our method, you know? Method means our formal practice, but it also doesn't mean how we live. So the quality of your paying attention right now, for example. So I speak and these words go through the digital universe in between and they touch you and that in between kind of disappears as the sound touches the ear and then all of a sudden we're coupled in this moment through sound, through language. So this is a quality of this very moment a relational quality, a quality of sensation. So you're sensing the world right now. You're sensing what is uh, coming in through the ears that we've just been talking about, this connection with the this human voice, you know, this is a voice that is connected to a body that eats food and, you know, has a life. <laughs> and the visual, so the eye is receiving light, but it's also when light touches the eye, in that moment of contact, it feels a certain way. There's perception, colors, but also human that all of the uh, conditioned responses that blossom from that when you see, oh God, it's another old white guy teaching Dhamma, right? I mean, I don't think you're necessarily thinking that, but that might be one of the packages. It might also be, oh, I know him. I've, like Tony said, you know, I've practiced with Gregory before or something like that. But whatever it is, it could just be responding in some way to sitting in front of Zoom. You know, oh, it's another screen full of people, postage stamps. And it feels a certain way. And this is the sensing of the world in this very direct, mundane way. So, is this where the Dhamma has its purpose and its path right in this? Do we recognize that? Do we feel it, you know? Do we, do we feel the aliveness of this path? And if not yet, will we, <laughs> you know? And 
again, I come back now. So here's the path. Here's this sensitive body-mind. All these sensitive body-minds connected through light and sound and image and digits. and It's like this. And But each of us, right, sits in this fleshy body. I assume you ate something sometime in the last 24 hours. It's kind of digesting and flowing through your bloodstream. Your hormones are moving through your whole body. And they... <laughs> it's like, you know, enormous control valve on what life feels like. Tired or awake or connected or disconnected. All your liquid neurotransmitters happy and sad in our chemistry as well as in what we fabricate. And this is where the Dhamma happens. This, like this. And so something like What's the problem? <laughs> you know, why are you here? Why am I here? What's it? getting back to that purpose, right? Um, it often happens that uh, these simple questions have been asked before. So rather than sit on any bogus authority that I may have. I'm going to shift the authority over to the Buddha, if you don't mind, and provide an answer. It's like, you know, um, Mahajapati, his, uh, you know, uh, his source of nurturance as he was a child growing up, says, What's this very question, you know? What are we doing here? And uh, the Buddha said, uh, you know, of those qualities that you, you may know, it leads to, this is now kind of the Buddha's way of defining the purpose of the whole Dhamma, not just formal meditation, not just the ethics, not just the Sangha, and living a certain way with other people and, you know, but the whole thing together, what's the purpose? That it leads to dispassion, not to passion, to being unfettered. Weird word, isn't it? Not fettered. We can talk about that if there's time. To shedding, not accumulating. How is your attic? How is your kitchen? How is your garage? <laughs> <laughs> to modesty, not self-aggrandizement. To contentment, not discontent. To seclusion, not to entanglement. To aroused persistence, not to laziness. To being unburdensome, not to being burdensome. You may categorically hold, this is the Dhamma, this is the Vinaya, this is the teacher's instruction.
So I want to take that and just see how it feels, see how it lands for you. Because it's why we're here, yeah? doesn't say anything about going to heaven or experiencing a nibbana that we culturally translate into a heaven <laughs> awkwardly but come on something in us says oh everything's going to be great <laughs> you know what I'm saying or uh, maybe somehow those parts of my life that are kind of crappy will be less crappy. You know, that's a more humble, I think not unrealistic expectation. Uh, that the, even just a basic practices like, uh, you know, like the whole mindfulness movement, I think is very good at delivering that. And so is, uh, you know, a lot of other good, well-designed uh, ways of coping with the world. But to contentment, to shedding, so earthy and yet so profound. Think about this, contentment. Doesn't mean everything's always exactly as you want it, but the way things are, yeah, okay. Contentment bridges over, does it not? It rests in equanimity, upeka. Rests in that. The balanced mind, the balanced body mind. So, in that spirit, um, I invite us to launch into our three days of retreat. It's a, you know, a retreat formed uh, in part by a, a pandemic, because here we are you know, in a video conference, not, you know, flesh to flesh in a room, sharing air, sharing space. And it's a retreat formed also by a climate crisis because for teachers to fly is quite uh, costly in carbon until we figure out a way to do that with integrity. And so this is what we have, like this, right? So we can think about how we engage this uh, over the next few days such that we can um, do good work together, good practice, good exploration. But as Tony was saying when he invited us in, it's a retreat hall. I'm not going to give a big lecture about that. You know what that is well enough. Um, 
but we have, a, you know, you might say a, the shared agreements of sila, of uh, treating each other well. So things like confidentiality in your breakout rooms, when you leave that room, that gets left behind. I mean, in terms of, you know, I put it under not stealing, not taking what is not given, you know, not bringing those words elsewhere inappropriately. And uh, wise engagement with our sexuality that would include objectifying each other even over Zoom, even over a video conference. And of course, speaking the truth. So do you really want to, do you really want to enter into insight dialogue with each other and wonder whether this person who's speaking to you is lying? <laughs> it's like, what happens to your heart, you know? And, uh, you know, non-harming, non-harming. You know, we enter into this with each other, with that attitude, with that commitment. So in order to make this just a little bit more real at this video conference distance, I'm going to ask you if you can feel strong in your commitment to care for yourself and care for others with these values. Can I actually, can you show me your hand in a way that I can actually see it on the camera? I'm going to switch between pages here for a moment. Oh, thank you so much. Keep it up. Wonderful. I don't see any withdrawing from that. Thanks a lot. So that is a good step in our community. Good step in, uh, safety and mutual mutual care each of our three days together there's three hour a three hour session there will be time for the body in between like you know roughly halfway through roughly, so don't look at your clock. Just trust that that'll happen. And also, um, we will have breakout rooms. So if uh, it was clear in the retreat announcement, but I want to say it again here, if you uh, have any uh, strong aversion to breakout rooms and, and are not going to do it, I don't know how you'll really participate in, in the, some of the essence of this retreat. And it would confuse and make difficult for you to withdraw last minute because the host is putting together the rooms, right? So if you plan on um, not participating in the Insight Dialogue sessions, um, wow. Uh, I guess just leave, uh, uh, oh, how about this? Uh, rename yourself with a, um, uh, 
what, a one before it, Nancy, something like that? Okay, but put the, the number one before your name and uh, you will be put into a silent room and uh, you'll also have a hard time understanding some of the things that I'm going to be talking about. So it's your choice, my friend. Uh, I, you're still loved, you're still valued, but uh, you're, you would be missing something. Um, okay. So let's take a few minutes to locate this um, body in this moment. And I'll be, I'm going to let you know in advance so that you can get a sense of the purpose of becoming aware of the body in this way. I'm going to be inviting you in Insight Dialogue, which I will share some practice guidance. I'll be inviting you uh, to contemplate uh, the transformations of the body in aging and illness simply because it's one of these bare facts that comes with being born. There's no choice in the matter, it's universal. And in order to really touch the truth of that, even if you're young and healthy, you can touch the vulnerabilities of this body only if you really uh, uh, feel its actuality. Like as I'm speaking now, you, know, you feel the body sitting, for example. And I mean the actual weight of a body on a chair or a cushion. Kind of a solidity, it's just a body sitting here. And you might sense the form, like where is the head? Where is the neck? The shoulders and perhaps the arms are either hanging down or you're leaning on them or you're in your lap but get the shape of the arms however they are if you choose to close the eyes that's fine and you could feel the core of the body the chest down through the abdomen, the muscles that are holding the body up, unless you're lying down, down into the hips, and the legs, upper legs, lower legs, bend at the knees, down to the feet. So this sense of the 
fleshiness of the form, the solidity of the form. And now you might notice that even this solidity is being experienced. As a sea of changing sensations, can there be intimacy with the sensations of the body? I'll be silent for a little bit now to see if there's like a closeness, non-distance, immediacy. This very body, just like this, You can attune to the quality of you might say here-ness, how oh, it's right here. Nothing between the knowing and the body. All this sea of sensations, energies moving through the body.
do we develop some intimacy with this living experience? the usual thoughts and emotions that would come up and we would fuse with them and get carried away just now. Don't catch us and there can be this directness and apprehension of experience. This body sitting, the sea of energetics, of sensations. Right here, just here. Can you locate that here, that sense of here? And in this here, can you touch the immediacy of now? Can you touch now? Obviously you can't hold it, but can you allow it, observe it, be it, manifest it?
if the present moment seems fragile, it's only because the habits of the mind want to run off into stuff that they invent and become obsessed with. But the moment, this now, is actually robust. It's just always here abiding and for us to just apprehend, ah, here's the moment. Letting it touch. and recognizing just now the quality of the mind knowing this here and this now, this immediacy is made possible because there's a pause from that habitual push, habitual obsession. Noticing the quality of the pause, just stopping for just a moment and awareness is right here. That's all we're doing is pausing. In this moment, we might ask, is there a difference between right now and two minutes ago? Is it possible to recognize, even as I'm speaking, that you can pause and recollect that mindfulness? That while you're seeing me, while you're hearing me, that this quality of here and now, this quality of knowing experience is available. So, in Insight Dialogue, 
This is the first meditation instruction, pause. And the challenge is that in addition to just the unfolding activity of this of the body-mind sitting silently, we're pausing also as we listen to each other. So if the mind goes off while you're listening to me, see what it's like to pause and brighten it and sort of come back right here. And as you'll see, both a challenge and an enormous opportunity to pause as you speak, to step out of the habit of rushing forward with the thought that has been sort of vaguely formed and launched and mindlessly spoken. You can pause, which is to say, you can be mindful even as you speak, but you need to, we, not just you, <laughs> me too, need to give it space. So we're going to practice with pausing, but we're going to introduce this contemplation that I promised you a moment ago. Because in Insight Dialogue, you're bringing together the power of the sati, of the mindfulness and the samadhi, the, the calming and gathering of the mind. The power of that is brought together with the power of the Dhamma. And because you're aware and not functioning as we often do on automatic, it can get in. We can find something as a living experience of Dhamma, not a concept, yeah? Concept is a doorway in to the body, into the whole of the experience. So we pause, present the contemplation to the mind, and then we, I'll give more details as we learn the practice, but we find what is true now and speak. And as we listen to another speak from such a gathered place, pausing as we listen, rather than being off in reaction or wandering thought and so on, we pause, come home with this brightness that's our native capacity. And something can come in as we listen. So we're not pausing alone, we're together, right? So your sati, when you pause, let's say there's three of you in a room, which there will be, those who are listening notice that pause. Oh yeah, right, sati, mindfulness, I'll come back. Or while you're speaking and you look, even an image on a screen and you know, ah, they're listening, pausing, I'm gonna show up as I speak. Right? So there's a mutuality of support as sati meets sati, rather than <laughs> our norm, right? Which is checked out and frantic, 
meets checked out and frantic or distracted or partially here meets partially here and that's what we amplify that's what we keep going have you ever experienced that yeah right so it can go the other way too that same power that titillates us and that entertains us and that makes us angry and hateful and that makes us lustful that same power actually just with sama sankapa wise intention shared wise intention goes to awakening and the pause we come into this moment now okay and that's where the dhamma comes alive so So that will be the basis of our starting inside dialogue practice. But let's talk a little bit about the contemplation, what we're going to talk about now. Um, you'll be in groups of three. When you first get to the group, and you know I won't have to say this a lot more times because you're going to get this and then we can save time over the next couple of days together. Just decide who's going to speak first and second and third. And then you'll each have... Uh, four minutes, first speaker, the other two are practicing the listening and pausing, and then switch. You'll get banners for all of this that will remind you of when and remind you of the contemplation. Then the next speaker that you've decided on, and finally the third. Then you'll all be together for six minutes. So four, 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 six. And... Um, The touching of this moment and this body here and now, which we do with each pause, hopefully, right? Hopefully we remember, we come back to a sense of the immediate humanity of this living experience that we're sharing. But this body-mind, this human situation was... Um, very clearly named by the Buddha, but also you find this in all the world's religions, the power of the teaching on the, the fragility, the temporariness of these bodily states. This very body is aging. And what does that mean? What's the living experience when you pause and you really present that to the mind and you feel into the body. Wow. You know? And I'm going to bundle this with illness. The liability to damage, to disease, the vulnerability of this body. Now, of course, we have this strange gift of a pandemic, which puts it right in your face every day. I myself have multiple myeloma, which makes me one of the most vulnerable people, you know, that there is. But hey, living with death is not new to me. So in a way, I, you know, I'm already on the bus. 
but for you, how real is this disease aspect? And all of us have experienced something. <laughs> you know, if you're lucky and it's only been a bad cold or a flu, good for you. But maybe your body's been touched. Now, this is not just to pause and then tell a story, right? You pause, you touch that vulnerability, you notice the reaction, perhaps you feel something in the throat or in the chest or in the belly. There's an image maybe that comes with it and you can speak, you know, like, oh, as I'm sitting here now, I can feel some soreness in the back. That was never there before. And I think, oh, Will there be more of this kind of thing going forward as I age? You know, maybe you're only in your 20s or 30s, but if you're much older, you'll have a lot more to say than that. Uh, yeah, it's a very tender thing, this human life in the flesh. The center of your practice is pausing as you listen and pausing as you speak. Sometimes that means actual stopping. <laughs> you know. Sometimes you can be speaking, the sati comes right back and the pause, you don't even see it because it's just continuous with life. See for yourself. So in a moment I'll ring a bell and we'll go into breakout rooms, contemplating aging and illness in this very moment, what's known, with the support of the Insight Dialogue Meditation Instruction, pause. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.